Third time to the charm. We have not had two false starts. No. Rucker month has destroyed us. My motor skills are in the trash can right now. I'm, yeah. ex- I'm exhausted. Well, I told you last episode, the, the last people that tried to do this stuck in a rut. They only got three episodes out before they imploded. Yeah. We did five. We got all And five. they got bigger with each each week. They got bigger. It was, it was incredible. It was. Nobody could do what we do. Everybody who came along for the ride, thank you. We know those were fucking... Exhausting episodes. They were very Thank long. Thank our guests, too. They did a great job. Oh, incredible job. Really, that's probably what helped us get through it. Because stuck in a rut, they didn't have any... No, they did not. They didn't have any friends to help. Because we were talking about how big Rucker's balls were. And our four hands alone weren't enough. No. So we had to bring in the extra set. Yeah. He's Good a, thing. He's a six-hander. Rucker. Yeah. He is a six-hander. Rucker, the six-hand man. But, yeah, most podcasts would just rest on their laurels, go, we, we came, we saw, we conquered, we did Rucker Howard Month, there's nothing left to do, let's stop while we're ahead. No. We go seamlessly into, from the blind master of Blind Fury and to the blind woman of this episode of Forever Night that we're going to do. It was such a perfect transition, a perfect segue, if you will, yeah. that you didn't even realize what you had I know. done. No, I'm just instinctively awesome now. Right. I mean, that's how we are. Now, was this a situation where you were, you know, recovering in bed from the difficult uh, task of taking on the, the Rucker I month, finally... Were you just in bed, like, cozying up, watching some comfy TV, and you came across this? Like, I f- well, I just want to say I finally realized, going back to Rucker Month again, you know, the Bon Jovi video for Wanted Dead or Alive. The whole yeah. video is just showing how draining it takes to, to see a million faces and rock them all. And you just see John Bon Jovi's wiping the sweat off his brow, getting in his private Learjet, the five-star hotels, how, how hard the road is for these guys. It's very and difficult. Now I know what they went through. Yeah. I've, I've, we've seen a million bots, and we've rocked them all. We've seen a million bots. We've rocked them all. But, no, I uh, I was just looking for, uh, you know, it's Schlocktober. we got to celebrate horror. We're kicking off Schlocktober with this episode, by the way, because we're so excited. We're not even waiting for our main episode. But I, I know our, our buddy Mike swears by this show, Forever Night, the vampire detective show that was on in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I've never seen an episode of the show until now. People got a little taste of, because uh, we introduced, you know, yeah. our tippy tap. With- Class, classic 90s trash TV show intro. They tell you everything oh. you need to know. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I stumbled in. Obviously, it was both of our first episodes. I stumbled in. I felt good. I felt comfortable. I yeah. feel like the logic of this is tight. People are taking it serious, despite the silly, you know, supernatural things happening all around us. 
Uh, we learned some new things about vampires. Uh, if only this was Lycanthropus Chris Field, but it's a little out of his field. Otherwise, yeah. we might have had to ask yeah. him. There's got to be hair involved. There's no Wikipedia Chris. page on this. On uh, what was it called? The Zar, uh, the Kais- Karush. Karush. Yeah, we learn about a thing called a Karush, which is not like a Zargtha at all. No, it's not like totally a Zargtha. Totally opposite. It's pretty much the opposite. Hairless freak. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Riffraff from Rocky Horror, basically. Oh. We're talking Droog speak. Droog speak. Oh, it's really got him on nerves. Was that, We're getting ahead of ourselves. Was, that was Chalky, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I got to make sure. I got to get these things straight. My, oh, my God. The Droogie Woogies and all the fucking Boogie shit. Boogie Woogies. Oh. Boogie. Nikki, sticky Nikki. <laughs> God, that was awful. I might have to get that audio for everybody else to <laughs> suffer through. Because <laughs> yeah. that whole... And they're walking around each other yeah, with the They're Dutch like in a angle. dungeon in the middle of Toronto. I got to give them props because all of these shows were filmed in Canada back in the 90s. This one actually takes place in Canada. Oh, good for them. Toronto. Even though I'm sure it was filmed in Vancouver. They oh, were all oh, filmed God. in Vancouver. But it could have been Toronto. I don't know. I don't know Canada. Um, Based on the exteriors I saw, I could believe that was Toronto. There in is my- a mention of Windsor in this, which is right across the Detroit River from us. Interesting. I didn't even catch there that. There was a rape victim in Windsor. Oh, I didn't catch that either. Uh, <laughs> she died. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you learned all about what the logic we're going to be Nick working with. Nick B. Knight. Nick B. Knight. Very much Michael Knight from Knight Rider style oh, thing going on here. Yeah. He, I, we were been arguing about this beforehand. To me, he's a spitting image of Benny Hill. He's a skinny Benny, skinny Hill. Yeah. And he moves like around. All you need is yakety sex. He moves fast like a, like a, like a vampire. Or I, like Benny Hill. You were so focused on him looking like Benny well, he Hill. he has jowls. I can't have a hero with jowls, Griff. <laughs> I, you know how I feel about jowls. I, I will say I thought he had a pretty punchable face. <laughs> um, I didn't like his hair. I want that beautiful Rucker hair. We've had five weeks of beautiful Rucker hair. I know you disagree with that. You might say maybe three or yeah, four. three or four. But I say all five. Say, what, what was your favorite Rucker hair movie? Oh, my God. What a question. Oh, I have to think back on all that hair. It's definitely not wedlock. That's zero. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I still agree. liked it, but it's zero. Um, I really liked his uh, his Blind Fury hair, but I think I got to go like with... Kind of floppy, kind of... Yeah. Side hair. Uh, it was very 90s. It was very 90s hair. Uh, I think I got to go with... Uh, what's it called? The Hitcher, though. He was just so perfect Rucker in that movie. That was the best of the movies. But my favorite all-time Rucker hair is... Uh, Blood of uh, Blood of the Juggler, or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah, got. salute to the Juggers. Salute to the Jugger because it was like my hair, super short. Oh okay, because it was not touching his ears at all. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> my hair, by the way, my hair's touching my ears right now. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> For everybody who can't see his hair, it is short as shit. <laughs> Still touching my ears, but. Getting back to Forever Night. We haven't had the chance to just <laughs> do this in so long. It's all coming out, everybody. It's all coming out. Yeah. yeah. And we fucking... I spilled coffee before we started recording. <laughs> all oh. over my notes are soaked in coffee. Oh, I can't even use my notes because they they absorbed a lot more coffee. Oh, but Forever God. Night. Forever Night. All you need to know, they told you in the intro, he's a... A vampire that in, in, used to indulge in murder, all the vampire shit we're used to, and then he had a change of heart. He's like, I'm going to atone for my sins. I'm going to become a, a nighttime detective. Yeah. It seemed like there was more vampires on the police force, too. Like, I was getting the vibe that there's vampires everywhere. 
there was that scene, but I think it was like his vampire senses were going off, and he was looking because it was it was. Well, we're not going to get into. It. We'll get into it when we get into. it. We don't <laughs> okay. want to blow the surprise, okay, okay. even though I did blow the surprise when you read our, the tweet for this episode. But getting back to this, we start out cold open, cold, cold open. as hell for us. We've never seen an episode, so we think this woman, for all we know, is a regular. That's right. It's a blind woman. She's walking along nighttime. This is how I knew it was Toronto. When you said it was Toronto, I was like, that could be Toronto, because I did a lot well, of Well, they wandering. show the Space Needle thing. In oh, the yeah, of course. Space too. Needle. Yeah. Um, CN Tower. CN right Tower, yeah. yeah. But uh, she's just walking around. No big deal. I did a lot of uh, perusing in the parks at night when I was in Toronto. So this is exactly how it goes. They call you Dr. Love? They called... Well, no, I wasn't Dr. Love, because he was at large at that time. And so, no, you wouldn't take up that moniker. But, yeah, this looks perfect. People just chilling on benches, having a good time, throwing the Frisbee in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. She works a night shift because she's blind, so it doesn't matter. Yes. She's a dispatcher for the police, and she has a seeing-eye dog named Perry. It was a golden retriever. I like how they picked a golden retriever. Very perfect nice, dog, yeah. A perfect dog. You know, I've seen all kinds of different uh, blind-leading dogs and everything, but the golden retriever is really going to build up the symphony. Symphony. Symphony? Symphony. Sympathy? Sympathy. Yeah, so uh, she lets him loose. Like he's got to take a dump. You know, she's not going to, she's like me. She's not going to clean it up. She's just like, go <laughs> off in the woods somewhere. It's <laughs> beneath me. And this Literally dog, and figuratively. This, this poor old dog, Perry, he's been like kind of whining and everything. Like and he's, he's set loose. He's probably, he's been cooped up in the police station all day. That all could, night. That could be it. So he's got to run. He's got to shit real bad. Maybe he got a, like a couple little dribbles of Vinny's or something. Because maybe <laughs> like a cop the- probably. I don't know. I can't imagine anyone throwing any Vinny's away. But a yeah. cop may have thrown some away. He got in the trash. You know how cops are. It's like the ones who are supposed to be like fit and able to chase people down or something. They're, they're the ones who are always camping out at Vinny's like by the trash well, can. Well, guy cleans you out. You don't put weight on at Vinny's. That's the most fattening food. All those carbs, but you shit it all out. <laughs> Whoop. Your body has no time to absorb those carbs. Yeah, you can get a slider version of the uh, classic Vinny sandwich, <laughs> and it's called the slip and slide because it just right. whoop right through. Right. That's a play on sliders. Cheese, right. Small cheeseburgers, everybody. I got it, yeah. I know you got it, but... Do I hear a little Velcro? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so... <laughs> so... The dog, dog's always smelling shit. He smells some strange scent, so he runs off into the bushes... And there's like a there's like a fucking fresh grave like in the middle of the park, and it wasn't even a, a, a very shallow grave because yeah, it shallow. was just like dirt shoveled on. You know, it was maybe an inch deep, maybe, but it was deep enough that some hands reach out and grab the dog by the throat, and then we just cut to that opening. Mm. So we're like, holy shit. This is an intense show. Somebody just kill a dog? Right, you exactly. do do that on TV. I would not allow that. But at least the camera cut away. But right. still, hearing a dog cry, no, can't do it. We, so we, we cut back to Jody. She's in her apartment, lives by herself. Yep. And she's talking to the, uh, I think she's talking to her work or something about, like, my dog, he's not eating. I think it I had to, to be like her mom vet. or something. Yeah, it's like, I got to call the vet. He stopped eating. I'm worried about him. She's describing everything that's happened over, like, the last eight hours in, in, in the context of, I need to take Perry to go see the vet. And she just keeps going, vet, 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 vet. And we know Perry, not only a very good boy, but he's very smart. So he hears that word, V-E-T, vet. Even Millhouse, I try to take her over to my sister's, which is on the like past the vet. She fucking cries the whole time from the surgery last year, and I had had to keep dropping her off. 
So Perry and Mills, they both understand. You don't want to go to the vet. And while that's going on, we're getting interspersed scenes of our hero, Nick Nick B. Knight. Nick B. Knight. He's got a blackout curtains or something on his windows, and I, he opened them. This is, this is why I was like, what's going on? We've never seen the show. He's standing full sunlight. We see the sunlight on his face, and he's not being affected. Yeah. I, did, I didn't see this, but you're yeah. claiming it's a thing. And yes. so I, I What probably, bothered me? Because I, I'm like, I thought this was a vampire. Where's my vampire logic, dog? Right. And we open up with his scene, and we know something's wrong with him. Again, uninitiated to the show, because it immediately starts with a Dutch angle. Yeah. All he's got is a little card table and then a fridge <laughs> in the background and a nice little chalice, like crystal chalice. <laughs> right. And he pours the... Like uh, uh 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 most translucent red wine looking thing. Yes, it's it's animal blood. I <sighs> I did a little research. He does not drink human blood. He drinks animal blood, which is like the lowest of the low for vampires. He, it offends his master. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we're seeing like so we're like putting two and two together. Like, wait a minute, did that dog get turned into a vampire? Oh shit! And then when she's like, all right, Perry. Time for the vet. This is the daylight. This is before work. Yep. Opens up. Blinding sunlight comes through. This this fuck. It's like a window out in the hallway of this like apartment. It, it had to be, yeah. And this blind. And the dog's like, "Fuck no, I ain't going out." We saw the front door to her apartment later on. Yeah, it's uh, clearly it's east they, facing. Or would apartment allow you to put a doggy door inside your your like door? I don't think they would do that because they have a dog. She has a doggy door, much too small for the dog. By the way, yeah, so. it's way too small. Um, I hey. It was eighty nine. You tell me, man. I was I was two. No, this was a little later. This is ninety two or ninety. Oh, ninety two. Well, this is season okay. three, so I think it's ninety six. Ninety six. Oh, yeah. you're right. Oh shit, I'm nine. I got no excuse now. Oh, I was going in doggy doors all day. I was no. I was a little thief back then. Flip. So six. now we're like, aha! That's a vampire dog. Scott. She be. doesn't know. Obviously, she's blind. She doesn't know anything. She just thinks it was because she called out the vet. Right. So she's just like fine, and his eyes start glowing red. Oh. Well, actually, they grow yellow for one from some reason, and then the red to the rest of the show. He had a transition. He's, he's slowly, <laughs> slowly, or maybe it's like he has eye contacts, and you know, got the sunlight, so they're still in the process of. You so know. she's like, which is weird because all the vampires, human vampires, do have like yellow kind of eyes in this show, but apparently, dog vampires have red eyes. Yeah, and so she's like, all right, we're not gonna, you don't, I know you don't want to get, you know. Fucking your butthole warmed up at the vets. We're not doing that, but you better go to work with me because I yeah. got to work. You still got to walk me to work tonight. And they, 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 there's a truce. He's like he agrees. So we cut over to our headquarters because again, Nick, Nick at night. He's uh, of course a nighttime detective. Right. So he's at at headquarters and he's got his little friend Tracy his there. Partner Tracy. Excuse me, partner. I right. I just slighted her. Yeah, right. she's a partner. She, they're equals. Yes. Uh, except Nick gets paid more, of course. Right. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, she's looking through a, a dog breed book, and he's like, what, are you getting a dog? And she's like, no, my nephew wants one. He really wants a Sharpay, which that was such an 80s dog. Okay. Like everybody had a, a Sharpay in the 80s. I, I, was, I was really curious about that because they really uh, stuck it. Yeah. They really stuck it there. They were kind of over by 96, but God, in the 80s, yeah, everybody wanted a Sharpay. I'm glad I didn't offend you with how I spelled that out and everything yeah. because you were taking offense to how well, I, I, I described it. I corrected it because you spelled it wrong. But Did I? <laughs> you spelled pay wrong. Oh, I put P-I-E? You said Sharpay. Oh, Sharpay. <laughs> and he's just like, I love, I love. There's a little like 
I love how condescending he is toward her because she she mentioned her dog was uh, Sparky, and he's like, mm. "Oh yeah, yeah," which I would do too. Don't give your dogs rail names. Oh, yeah, them fucking Sparky. He's like, "Did you have a cat named Fluffy?" And she's, she's like, burning her. Yeah. What is that? Well, I, he, he's what, 400 years older than he's her? Like 800, I think. 800. So he's got, he's got a few years on her. And he's had a lot of dogs. And he never stooped to Sparky. Never. And that's a lot of names to go through, but. Right. So, uh, of course, this is a cop show. We've got to have a black captain. He's, mm-hmm. he's not, not screaming. He's chill. But he's like, hey, guys, we just got news. Serial rapist is out. Windsor is the last scene. Victim, oh, victim yeah. died. Victim died. You know we're on the we're on the lookout for this guy, and then I I think this is very similar to much of our other uh, immortal shows, Highlander and The Immortal, which yes. is the, the, the superior show with Lorenzo Lamas. They always have to have these flashback scenes where we have lessons that he learned. Yeah. In the past. Yes. So this is this is where I was starting to think like they're clearly trying to plan like interview with the vampire style. Like, he's supposed to be, like, a sophisticated vampire. Yeah. I try to throw that theory at Tim over here, and he was just like, he looks like Benny Hill. And I said, like, did you not hear his speech pattern? He looked like Benny Hill. There's nothing sophisticated about Benny Hill. So, he's the most lowest common denominator humor of all. He slapped a bald man on the head. For maybe it's because the ears are touching your, your hair is touching your ears. You just, you're, like, completely out hearing. of your, Yeah. <laughs> Because I swear he's got like a nice little blouse and like he's, he's got a pirate shirt. Yeah, he's supposed to be like a woodsman here, and he's yeah. wearing like the sophisticated outfit. Well, that's what they like, fucking hundred years ago. You wore a suit and you're like digging a ditch. I mean, they, were, they didn't have dungarees. Thank All you, right. Levi Strauss. So he's got a little. He goes into his flashback five hundred years ago. Right. This is log cabin days. You know. It, well, this is about a hundred years ago because you learn there's a very famous historical figure that pops up later on. Oh, Woodrow Wilson. Yes. And so he's, this is probably Victorian era, late 1800s. And he, he stumbles upon this Rottweiler. And he's like, wow, I could fight that dog. He can make some money. And, but he's like, get away. Because he's, I, I'm assuming maybe, we don't, we have, again, we've never watched the show. Maybe he just recently parted ways with his master. And he's like, I have to be alone. I can't be with people. <sighs> and so he's like, shoo, shoo. And the dog's like, no, I'm going to stay with you. I noticed you're, you're a great dresser. You look, you're a little jowly, but so am I, because I'm a dog. Yeah. I want to be your dog. He's like, okay. Oh, I like your uh, Stooges reference there. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I I like that they went with a Rottweiler, too, but I don't like what they're about to do to it. Well, he goes, you remind me of Sir Walter Raleigh, so I'm going to call you Raleigh. I like that. Reminds me of our friend Joe, who's from Raleigh. Yes. And we're just like, you know, then we, so we're establishing he had a dog. So he 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 can he'll work for this episode. So we go back. He comes out of his days, and the captain's like, "Look, guys, the perp has been seen at the park. Go out there and find him." Yeah, we have a uh, reporting. Look how fast the nighttime police force right. works. Toronto, we have Toronto a, guys. Yeah, right? we have a reporting of a woman being dragged out of her car at the <laughs> university, and they're like, "All right, we'll get people there." Five minutes later, people are on the scene. They catch the shit in like in action. Like that's how quick these police respond to things. 
Yeah. Well, they thank God they have Jody the Dispatcher. She's giving all the deets. They're, they're the worst fucking green screen car scene. <laughs> oh, so boy. They couldn't have him pulled on a trailer. They actually had to have a green screen. I, 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 I love he did. He did the fucking uh, cough uh, driving acting where he's like moving his hands yes. like constantly. He's like, dude, you're just driving a car. Right, right. Yeah. Not not good hand acting in this show. Well, we well, saw good hand acting in the other. Not much good acting. Period. The dog's the best actor in this movie. This I thought Jody show. did a good job as a blind woman. The way she was, yeah, she was good. The way she was working that computer, she wasn't like Rucker in Blind Fury. No, go, no, go listen to that. But I also didn't have to see Rucker try to work on computer as a blind person. Jody was killing it. Yeah. She was zooming in, enhancing. I was like, how is she doing this? She just feels the pixels on her face, the warmth based on the color. It it hits her and she can just tell. Wow, it's amazing. So she she is uh, guiding them because of course they're driving. <laughs> Nick and his fucking <laughs> drastic ass wheel action. Duty driving. His duty drive. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, and so of course Tracy is talking on the phone, right. and she's like, "Wow, this voice sounds very familiar." All right, we'll get there. And then she hangs up before she even has a chance to be like, "Don't I know you?" But. She hangs up, and then we see, like, a split screen, and both Tracy and Judy are going, Tra- Tracy? Judy? <laughs> Jody. Jody? <laughs> Even Jody doesn't. Like, well, she doesn't know her name, so that's, that makes sense that she says Judy. <laughs> you know what? It works out better that Tracy doesn't remember her yeah. best friend's name. So we go, so then, yeah, we cut the scene to Jody at dispatch, and there's a cop, apparently... Another cop punched a guy in the uh, cop in the nose. So he's bleeding, and it's just bloods everywhere. It's pouring on the floor, and then we see uh, Perry's eyes light up. Literally, they turn red. Yeah, and he just beeline for that blood. And I, I just want to say, almost every dog would do that. You don't have to be a vampire dog. Most dogs are gross, and they would lick blood off of a of a floor. It's true. When my dad got his toe amputated, my dog just licked it all day. That's Ugh. all he wanted to do. And then, you know, my dad was bald, so he'd lick his bald head, too. Like, (laughs) dogs, they're just great. They're really just... My sister had a cat that would lick heads, too, and it's horrible. (laughs) So, yeah, so we're like, all right, now we know he's a fucking vampire. Yeah, if you didn't figure it out when the sunlight hit him and his eyes turned yellow, now you definitely know, because he was slurping that blood up, and he got a little red rocket, but, you know, they censored it. It's a very tasteful show. So we cut to the the park and we see the serial rapist Dr. Love ready to go in for an operation. Oh my god, and Murray, we are experts of the Sensei Seagal and these are words uttered by him. He must have bought Sensei's book of poetry, How to Make Love and Chop Your Enemy's Hand Off at the Same Time by Steven Seagal because he is telling her he's he's uh they're on the ground and he's behind her, and he's like trying to spoon her, right. and waving a knife and, and telling her, her face, licking, her face. yep, licking her face, and he, he's putting the, his little little knife to her eyeball and asking her if she's ever she wondered like what it's like when an eyeball explodes. A little callback to Rucker and the Hitcher. He was a fan of that episode too. Yeah. Uh, I, I he's a vampire, so I don't know how time works. Well, he's not a vampire. He's just a fucking. He wasn't rape. a vampire. He's just a rapist. I was convinced he's he was a, a vampire. He's a common everyday rapist. All right, so he's whispering into her ear about how he's gonna cure her disturbance. Yeah, we know what that means. Gets the old switchblade out, starts popping those buttons on her blouse. That was she had a lot of buttons on that blouse too, she because did. he popped three. Then they cut away to show Nick, like, running, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
towards the seat because he can he's he calms down for a second and listens and he's got like echolocation abilities heightened senses yeah and he can feel his heartbeat that's why i guess i thought he was a vampire because i thought maybe that was the thing no he's i don't i don't i read interview with a vampire one time uh-huh. and i couldn't tell you anything about it i read it like 30 years ago and i couldn't either yeah there you go. Everybody, go out and read Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> Tell us about Remind it. Remind us what happens. <laughs> so, Lestat? Was Lestat, Lestat in it? Lestat was in it. Okay. Yes. That's what I remember. And so he comes up on the rape scene, pre-rape, and the guy runs away. Because he's more concerned about saving this woman than he is about capturing this rape. Yes. So he grabs her and like, check her out. She might have been fucked. I don't know. <laughs> And I think we cut to a commercial. We come back to, and Jody is getting on the bus. Right. And you that creep gets on and sits right behind Dr. her. Dr. Love right behind her. Even with an audience, he is using that sensei book, uh, all the wisdom. Yeah, he goes straight it. to it. I mean. I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, his game was pretty tight. You thought his game was tight. He's got that <laughs> nice salt and pepper look. Not creepy at all. Hair off the ears. So Murray was really into that. And. <laughs> His his hand acting was good. Yeah. I like his knife acting. But Perry's not buying it. He starts growling at him. Yeah. And he's like, hey, your dog, he must like me. I Maybe I'll pet him. And he's just being a creep. He's like, I'm Dr. Love, baby. Yeah. And he's getting up in her ear again. All and he's, sta- he's doing his, well, they cut in like a Gene Simmons tongue, just like <laughs> flicking from four feet away into her ear. And uh, she's finally getting grossed out enough. No one on the bus is saying anything. Everyone's just too Someone's tired. Literally trying to rape a blind woman. <laughs> yeah. And the only one that cares is the dog. The only one. And he's got uh, fangs now, too. Yeah, well, yeah, dogs have fangs. Well, yeah, but now they're even fangier. <laughs> yes. He grew a second I guess set that of fangs. Great dog acting. He's looking ferocious. Oh, my God. Right on cue. He knew his spots. Uh, uh, the intensity I saw in his eyes. Right. And with yeah. the red? Oh, perfection. And then the bus driver's like, hey, no, no raping on my bus. And that's- bus driver, salt to the earth, man. Right. Pay these people. Well, it's Toronto. That's why he's salt to the, like, in, doing his common good man deed here. And he's even better later on, as we'll find out. He's the hero of this episode, is all I got to say. Yeah. Well, he's enough to scare, scare Dr. Love off. He, he fucking booked it. He ran. He jumped. He didn't do. Oh man, it was so great. Jody gets home and she just hits the hay. You know, she had a long day at work, and then Perry, his echolocation senses go off. He hears a woman scream out into the night, and they must live right next to this rape park because he goes boom right through that doggy door, running. And then we see Doctor Love. He's he takes no rest for the wicked. He's just ready to rape somebody else. No. And I mean, he just escaped from a cop like four hours ago, and he's ready to rape again. And then we get this scene where the dog is like on top of a fucking wall, like looking down on him and snarling. I loved it. It was like they they had a hand puppet up there or something. <laughs> and that's why they were using the wall like they did. It was great. And he leaps on the guy, just mauls the fuck out of this guy, rips his throat out. So after we just hear snarling and everything, we hear uh, Dr. Love shriek out, and then we just cut away, and we come back to when the police are checking out the Zip, body. You get that scene with the close-up of the face zipping up the body bag. We know what that means. He's dead. Oh, yeah. And I, there's also a character named Natalie. We don't get a lot of her in this episode. She's like a the medical examiner. Medical examiner. She is the only person who knows Nick's secret. I was going to say, she seemed to know. Yes. 
Yeah. So she gets him like blood that you know that he needs, and she's always worried about him going to his old way. Does he have enough iron? Yes. She made him an iron smoothie by right. Yeah. What was that made out of? It was just meat. Ooh. Yeah. It's a meat smoothie. So yeah. So uh, so they're in the uh, the morgue, looking at the and, and she's like, his whole body was fucking drained. Yeah. There was no blood. Really. Interesting. And he's I like, mean, there was so blood he all starts over. thinking, yeah, there was actually, he was covered in blood. But, no, I guess that was paint. I don't know. And he's like, hmm, that sounds very vampiric. That's what he's thinking. He's right. a thinking dog. And she's like, it looks like a wild animal attacked him. And he's like, wild animal or a karoosh? A karoosh? Oh, it's this? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I... I just like completely skipped over that scene because I was just like, okay, this is some weird shit that just happened. He's got the stupid Anne Rice accent thing going on. I'm not buying it. I don't like this. I don't like the meat smoothie. We all know you have to let that air out by the windowsill because when it starts getting all smelly and fermented, that's when it's getting good. So that's why I didn't enjoy it. Well, we learned that a Karush is like the hillbilly of the vampire world, and they they feed on vermin like rats. Oh, okay. So they like all the vampires look down on these. They're the white trash of the vampire world. <laughs> and he's like, "I know a Karush. I'll, I'll go see if he did it." So he leaves. While that's going on, the bus driver, the salt of the earth, salt of the earth, he arrives at the police station. Hey, I just want to report something. He's even got like the thing going on where I see it in cartoons all the time. He's got his hat and he's holding it up real close, like he's nervous about something and he's shuffling it around in his hands. Can I speak to the captain? I just need to tell you guys about this. You you said you were looking for a dog, right? The dog killed Doctor Love. Like <laughs> the paper prints, everything, <laughs> everything. There's no detail spared. He probably has this police scanner. You know, yeah, or maybe that. He's oh, bored while he's driving. Bored while he's driving. Got a little head, headphone yeah. in there. Good call. Yeah. So he's shuffling his head around. So I just want to tell you that there was this woman on my bus last night, and I believe Dr. Love was on the bus, and her dog started going crazy. I think it's the dog that killed him. Well, that's not the reason why I'm here. The dog's a god. The dog's a hero. I think you need to give that money. The, is there a reward <laughs> money? I think you need to give it to that woman. Somebody needs a reward. Give it to the dog. Give it to the dog. So he is not only – he didn't just help, stop the bus and help out uh, jo- Jody. He's also like, you need to give her reward money. <laughs> we need to give the dog the reward money, not her. Well, dogs can't spend money, Murray. Well, I'm just Come saying. On. He want, but he wanted the dog to have it. He did. And so now we cut to this dungeon in Toronto where the Karush lives. The most amazing and also the most nauseating scene. <laughs> He's got a bunch of rats strung up on a clothesline. He's draining them. Looks like Riff Raff from Rocky Horror. He's doing the droog speak. Dum, 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 dum. Ah. Company is in. Whoa! Expecting someone? Oh, bullocks, mate. Almost gave me Tom Tom's north to Alaska. Not gentry sneaking up like that, you know, birds of a feather and all that jammy jam. I'm not one of your kind. Let's talk about dogs. Dogs, eh? Not my favorite. Too much drool, dogs. Yeah, bleeding barky. Have you brought one across? Really, my day. Might have. Can't clearly recall. Yeah, I mean, you know how it is, maybe. A little fast food, double double drive through pup banger kind of thing, interrupted here and there. Sometimes if you don't lick your dish quite clean. I mean, it. recently. What, like, since the Cuban Missile Crisis? Um, not me, but uh, 
Word up, detective. There's another like me here and abouts. Caruse type. Vicious, mean droogie. Malenki cattle mutilator. Yeah. Your, your average wanker thinks it's UFOs making them crop circles, dicing and slicing moo cows, but I'll take my word, defective night. Kiwis, doggy woggies, horsey schmorsies, none of them safe. Oh, he's a heartless gun, all right, that one. Where might I find him? Trying for a rock. But me, yeah, uh, I got me onions peeled for that buggery dog and all, eh? <laughs> Snag him and snuff him. Icarus stick him in the art. Napalm his fuzzy butt, hack off his cabeza. <laughs> Do my bit. Good citizen's greed. Count on me. Don't be so much the mysterious stranger, eh, Dicky Nick? Drop down any time. Tuck into a little bubble and squeak together for the fun of it, eh? I don't, I don't know if I ended up, like... It was it was a lot. There was a lot of chockney going on, a lot of droog speak, a lot of Dutch angles. A lot of Nicky Wickies and Emmy Wemmies and just yeah. everything like that. And he's like, Do you know of a carouche that would feed on a dog? He's like, Only if they were desperate. But I had nothing to do with that. So he's like, his leads are out. He's like, fuck. We never that's the thing. Spoiler alert, we never find the carouche that turned the dog. He's just still out there lurking somewhere. You know what? You're right. Or if if the guy was lying and he really did it. I feel like this uh we'll get to that. We'll get to it. I'm I'm just like curious. Is this guy an ex- is this guy like a regular? Does he go to the Karouche regularly or is this the one? I have to say? imagine. I have to imagine. That set was not just built for this one scene. They use that set all the time. That was probably the same set the immortal uh, Bret Hart was hanging out in in the mortal episode. Yeah, the cauldron. Yes, the so cauldron. Nick goes back to the old precinct. Tracy is like, hey, you, you got to see this this friend of mine, Jody. She owns a dog. Maybe he had something. To, uh, well, this bus driver told me he had something to do with it. Maybe there's some leads. And so they go into the room, the dispatch room, and this is where Nick's vampire senses go off and he's like look he's like looking at all these cops like is that a vampire is that a vampire yeah vampire? he doesn't know he just knows he's feeling these feelings i thought you were gonna take it from me so they meet up with jody and she, and she's like oh yeah jody my best friend from college Sorority sister. For fuck's sake. And this is this this is where everything obnoxious on this episode comes to light. Ta- Tracy, the fucking worst character we've experienced in a long time. Robert well, Ginty level offensive. Well, right at this moment, we're just thinking they just they got they got you you uh you know, you lose track of people, you know, you yeah. move on and so we're not we don't realize what a piece of shit like, Tracy is. Right? I, yeah. I'm willing to believe right off the bat that they went to an East Coast school. We learned pretty quickly that they were in a sorority together and everything. So I figured, oh, they, they were both on the East Coast and, you know, in the States and everything. And they somehow both wandered back up to, you know, home, Toronto. That had to be what happened, right? Apparently, not so much. But anyways. So while that while they're talking, Nick looks down at Perry and sees those. He reads the eyes. He reads the eyes, and they're red as fuck. And he's like, and then he and he's like, oh, oh, nice guy. He's like petting it and looks, <laughs> checks the fucking dog's got vampire bite on his fucking neck, the two holes. Oh. He's like, that's a fucking. He's a vampire dog now. And then he slips into a Raleigh flashback. 
And here we are. He's got his, like... So he's in this tiny cabin, and yet it's deep and dark enough where someone's always able to, like, walk out of the darkness and into the firelight. <laughs> well, they're vampires. They can hide in shadows. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Because we see... We don't know this guy, but apparently this guy is a regular, LaCroix. All right, of course. And we named... Heir to the soda pot. You named... Water. Yep. Drinking one right now. Drinking one right now. And he's... He, he's got turned Nick. And he was, according to Wikipedia, a Roman general or something. He's even older than Nick. And he's kind of like, much like the Spartan squad, he feels spurned. Like Bennett. He's like, why have you left me? We love, we love killing together. So he's always trying to pull Nick back in. Yes. And he's using uh, some nice uh, metaphors here and everything and just being like, you know, he's a pack animal. He's not your friend. Right. And. They he used to think that they were friends. He used to think that they were a pack and everything. So he's like, "How do you abandon me? Like we used to go around. We used to go under the bridges. We used to warm buttholes together. We used to get fucked up. And now you're abandoning me for a fucking cabin in the woods and a dog. Like he really feels slighted by that. Like you said, the Karushas. That right. that's what they. You know, <laughs> right. that's even worse when you befriend a dog instead of just murdering it and drinking right. its blood." Right. Well, according to LaCroix, that's the only use a dog has. And only if you're desperate. He's really fucking hammering this dog with a piece of shit it is. Because he's jealous. Yeah. And he's like, Nick's like, this guy's my friend. How dare you? He's, uh, he's not just acting out of instinct, maybe? Nicky Wicky? You give him a... Anyone who gives him a fucking bone, he will worship. You know, he has no loyalty. <laughs> and then we cut back... Oh, we also have to point out that we learn that Jody... The reason she's blind is she has multiple sclerosis. Yeah, we start learning about this because Nick walks her home. Well, before that, we learn at the end, when they're with the Tracy that she used to be a hotshot chopper pilot. Yeah, that's right. And she, oh, she lost, she's losing her eyesight, which can happen with multiple sclerosis, MS. And so she's just like, yeah, thank, frankly, Tracy's dad got me a job. Apparently, Nick had a, a male. Uh, partner for the first two seasons, and Tracy came out on the third, and she got her job thanks to her dad, and so did Jody got the dispatch job. So she doesn't even deserve to be like partners with Nick to begin with. She's yeah. piece of shit. Little little bit of narcissism, not yeah. narcissism, uh, nepotism, nepotism. Hep- happening here. And so like Jody, Jody's fuck the fuck the bus driver. Jody's a saltier. She's like she's by herself, blind. Yes, and she's just rolling with it. She lost her dream job. She's fucking doing dispatch now. Yeah. And she's just like, hey, whatever. Life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. She has somehow, despite her disability, learned the whole fucking city. <laughs> it's in her brain. And she's able to be like, here's where these roads cross. Where are you at? It's amazing. Right. She might have some echolocation. She she definitely has echolocation. So Nick, being a good guy, is like, he, and he's also noticing Perry. He's like, I have to, I have to study he's Perry. Gotta, yeah, he's got to keep an eye on this dog. So he's like, you mind if I give you a ride home? Because you, know, you, know, you almost got raped. They're going to walk home. And so and I think he I think he gave her a ride, and they walked up to their Yeah, that's thing. what it was, yeah. And so she's like, sure, that's great. I don't have to ride the bus and get raped or anything. So <laughs> so then she explains a little bit about MS, if you're not aware of it. Yeah, it can make you go blind, or it can, like, affect your balance and shit like that. And, and she continues on about how she used to have – so many friends when she could see it. And she was, you know, they, oh, man, there's like a tragic game of Marco Polo, and then they were just all gone. <laughs> they were just all gone. Failed, man. Like, Every one of them. Well, I mean, they maybe they thought it was contagious. They thought, they, they, I think they just thought it was icky. Well, what, how uh, Jody explains it is that 
they gave up on her because they didn't like being around a person with a disability. Yeah, it bums them out. Which, it bums which, them sadly, out. Sadly, a lot of people are like that, and it's horrible, and you're a piece of shit if you do that. But yeah, she's just like, yeah, I'm just, I don't want to be around that. Ugh. Yeah. And Tracy did it. She's a fucking Tracy lead. did it to Jody. They were Jody. best friends, sorority sisters. Sorority sisters. And she's just like, as soon as she just lost her eyes, like, I want to deal with that person. Out of my life. They fucked Ric Flair together. Yeah. That's supposed to be a, a bond, bond that yeah. keeps you for life. And she was like, fuck uh, that shit. I don't know if we want to mention Ric Flair right now. Oh, shit. But uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, so... She's like, yeah. So I just, I'm just learning to live by myself, you know. And and much like you, Nick, you're like, we're like loners, you know. We're loners. Yeah, the loner spirits are definitely kindling here. So we, you know, he goes up there and he's like keeping an eye on fucking Perry. Like, oh boy, what's going on with this? Well, no, dog? she just invites him up. She's just she's like, trying to get him up there, right? Because she's got, she's a woman. She has her needs too. She's like a mid card uh, Scarlett Johansson thing going on. Okay, and so. She's like she's she's like I said she's a woman she has needs she's lonely she's like would like to come up I've known you all of two hours would you like to come up and apparently she's got some kind of horrible plague 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 that keep people away from her so a a man showing interest he's got a beautiful accent she doesn't see the jowls if she felt the jowls doesn't have an accent he does he does in the past he does not in the in the present you know what you're right about that I think of course I'm right. And so he's just like, he's still checking out Perry. He's like, hey, how about I pick you up for work tomorrow, too? And she's like, that would be great. And then she kisses him on his eyeball because she's blind. She, it was a very awkward kiss. you know. I mean, I'm surprised he got, she got around the jowls, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. she didn't plan it right on the jowls. So she's got some great accuracy. Yeah. So Nick goes home, opens, cracks open another bottle of rat blood, and he's sipping on that and goes back to another flashback of Raleigh. LaCroix, so butthurt jealous. He's like, really I can't is. have you. No one can. So he decides he is going to give Raleigh to the Karoosh and change him. It's like, he's not even, the dog's not even worthy enough for him to change him. He has to have a fucking moldy-ass Karoosh, yeah. which we never see. We just see a rustling of a bush. <laughs> That's very good. Very good. Very menacing. Like, literally, we couldn't just have the actor that played the fucking Karush in that scene earlier. Maybe it. pop a little dumb wig on him <laughs> or something. Like, anything. Or have Dr. Love do another role or something, you know? <laughs> anything. No, we Shake, should, Shaking sh- Bush. Shaky Bush. So we, we put two and two together. And, okay, he turned Raleigh into a, a vampire. Yeah. But they cut that flashback short, yeah. and we go to the next morning. Nick's knocking on Jody's door. He's arriving. And he pulls out a nice little flask. Yeah. And he fills up Perry's bowl with blood. Jody comes out and she's like, I I don't think he's going to eat for you. He's been real picky lately. His food earlier in that scene, it looked like little uh, like uh, medicine pellets. Like His food looked weird. Probably why he didn't eat it. That's probably why. And he laps that blood up. And she's like, you got the magic touch, Nick. What's going on? You're the perfect. Perfect man. Perfect specimen. So he drives her to work, and then he he meets up with Tracy, and he's like, "Tracy, what's going on? Joey's a great person. Like, why are why did you why did you drift apart? Yeah. She's like, well, because she's blind. Ugh. I don't want. To, well, she is a sorority girl. I could totally see a sorority girl being like this. Hundred percent. Tracy is a piece of shit, and it's like, and I feel awful. Can you like make me feel good about being a piece of shit? Because I feel awful, and I want you to tell me I'm a good person. You know, if this was the Twitter age, she'd be the type of person to be like super performative uh, justice out there who's like, I'm best friends with somebody with MS. 
And then, of course, when Tracy or Jody's like, can we get breakfast together? Ew, no. Of course not. I won't be seen in daylight with you. Uh, but, you know, Tracy's just like that. She's yeah. so fucking. She's looking for an out. She's yeah. like, Nick, tell me I'm a good person. He's like, no, you're not. Why don't you just talk to her? You got to talk to her. That's all you got to do. She's like, I don't know. I don't know how to start. Just talk to her. All right. She's super cool. She's still a human being. She puts her pants on one leg at a time. William Shatner came in and said that line for him. And she's like, uh, oh, all right, maybe. We cut over to Jody, who's on the other side of this building. <laughs> she's somewhere or maybe in a completely different headquarter altogether. I think they're in the same building. I think they are, too. Jody's just typing away at <laughs> the keyboard there. And this clumsy <laughs> officer comes in. Bill <laughs> scalding hot coffee on her neck. Hey, that's a reminder of something that happened earlier. Uh, and... And Perry, it's, this is his, 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 her master. Of course, he flips out. Yeah, of course. And he attacks him. First of all, why are we upset by the fact that he killed a rapist? Like, why? Is that, is that a good thing? Like, everyone's like worried. Like, oh, he killed a rapist. He's dangerous. No, he's killing people who need to fucking die. Yeah. Because he doesn't kill the cop. He mauls him, but doesn't kill him. Oh, then, he didn't kill him. No. Because we have a long scene where he's just, like, literally just laying there, like, in the corner. Like some tapping like a bandage on his neck constantly. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, look, she got scolded by that coffee, too. She's going to have horrible, like, fucking skin burns all over her, like, side of her face and down her neck and across her ear and everything. So, I mean, Perry was just evening it up. You're going you're gonna to fucking scar my, my, my master, my lady master here. I'm going to scar the fuck out of you. So he was just evening it. Perry evening does nothing it. wrong in this entire episode. He's the hero. Yeah, Perry's the hero. And Nick shows up. He grabs Perry and, like, controls him. And then he just got to go back to another flashback. And this we have a flashback. This, I'm sure they do this a lot in fucking this show. We meet a historical figure. There's this guy, like, like investigating, going through bushes. And uh, and Nick meets him up. He's like, uh, what are you doing out here? Oh, oh, my name is Arthur Conan Doyle. And I've heard that there's some hellhound around here in the Baskervilles. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you were so illiterate. It's fucking the guy who created Sherlock Holmes. Oh. And this is reference to Hounds of the Baskerville, the whole the Sherlock Holmes, famous Sherlock Holmes fucking story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I was watching Scooby-Doo. I didn't give <sighs> shit about this. Sherlock? And so we're like, oh, he meet, yeah, I'm sure he meets a historical figure every fucking episode. But he meets Arthur Conan Doyle in this one. That's all you need to know. He's like, Do you only know that because of the Cumberbatch remake thing that they no, did? No, I've never watched it. I'm not a Cumberbatch. And we we know our buddy uh, our buddy uh, Stuart despises Benedict Cumberbatch. He Does had an opportunity. He said he had an opportunity to talk to him. He said, "Fuck that guy. I'm not talking to him." Damn, Cumber denied. Yeah. Shakes off, shakes off that flashback, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm sorry, Jody. I mean, I know he he did all these killings were justified these attacks, but we have we have to put him down. I'm sorry. He's different now." And then he flashbacks again, <laughs> very back and forth right Arthur here. Arthur Conan Doyle being chased by Raleigh. And he's like, oh, no. And he's like, he, and, uh, Nick intervenes. Get out of here. Never come back to. And looks in the camera. The Baskervilles. <laughs> and then he runs off. He grabs uh, Raleigh. And LaCroix just pops up out of the shadows. You know what you have to do. Yes. <laughs> you have to kill him. Undo him. I did him in, and now you have to undo him. And he steeples his fingers and, then, and taps him and just, 
looks like an evil guy. Right. He is. He's an evil bitch. Cut back to the scene. It's Jody. She's like, no, I, he's a great dog. So, Jody, we have to put him down. Yeah. And he's like, but he's not going to go with me. Jody, tell him that. Tell him he's a bad dog. You're a bad dog. I hate you. Go ahead. It's just, you see the heartbreak on the oh dog's my God. face. So you know Jody. She's just the greatest person in the world. Tracy, on the other hand, just like, can I, can I kill the dog for everybody? I fucking hate this I can mud. shoot him right here. I, I, she can't see it. She's blind. I brought my fucking No Country for Old Men cattle gun. I'll just pop it right between <laughs> the eyes. Let's kill this little fucker. Do you want me to... Take, rip its head off and you could like you know keep it in your house you can't see it anyways Nick's like no no I'll take care of it don't worry so Tracy's like well I guess I'll take Jody home get some brownie points yeah Jody can you just put this bag <laughs> yeah can you like scrunch down I don't want to be seen in the car with you can you scrunch down yeah yeah it's it's dark out right Everybody? Jody's like sure whatever because she's a great person yeah too great too great so we're at home and immediately, I guess they're having. She's having flashbacks of their sorority days. She's like, "Hey, want some little little uh, scotch with your uh, tea with your scotch?" Yeah. And then I she gave a line. What was the line that Jody says? Like, you only mix it with water. I have no idea what that was supposed <laughs> to fucking mean. Yeah. It, it was like you know how you're supposed to serve scotch only with water. And then, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. She, she's a mixologist. We're not. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Anybody who says liquor is enjoyable is wrong. You just drink it because it makes you feel good. Makes you feel like a cowboy. And uh, Tracy's like, Jody, tell me I'm a great person. Tell me that. Forgive me for all the shittiness. That she's like, you're. She's like Jesus. She's like you're forgiven. Yeah. Maybe it was my fault. Like she's that fucking like. Well, you know, yeah. Nice. She starts. She starts to apologize for for Jody. She's like, or Tracy. So, yeah, I understand. Uh, there was a lot of people who left me all alone because of my condition. So it's okay. I understand that you were one of the people who left me, and you're, you're, of course, you're welcome back here. You, you can come hang out with and me. And Tracy goes, "You're right. I am. I'm a good person." You're, my God, you're absolutely. Can and you then she just leaves. She like walks out the door. I'm beautiful. You're gorgeous. Because Jody was like. Are we still gonna? Are you still gonna pick me up tomorrow for work? And it's like the door, you hear the door slam. Like she's just slam, she's yeah. just done. Yeah, I, I did like that. Jody, she kicked her out. She's like, "All right, leave now. I need to go to sleep." <laughs> oh God, I hate Tracy. Anyways, so, so uh, Nick, he's got uh, Perry chained to a tree out. In the, this fucking park is a lot of action, man. Dude, there's so many parks in the middle of Toronto. And there's a lot of raping, a lot of staking going on. Yeah, because he's 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 carving a stake. You know, you got to do that. That's all vampire killer one hundred and one. A lot of tai chi in the park as well. He's carving up that stake. I know. I, I saw uh, kickboxer too. Yeah, I know all about it. And he's ready to kill, but he's got to have one more flashback. Yep. And it's like the it's like uh, parallel to what he's doing here. He's carving out the stake and everything. I'm sure it was the same tree. It's probably the same. you see Ooh. Raleigh chained up to a tree, and he's like. Chopping up that steak, getting it ready. And he's like, boy, you, you're my best friend, but I, I can't let you have this torturous life that I have as a vampire. So rough. So we just, we we just, we don't even see it. We just know he, he killed Raleigh. Yeah, you just see, like, the steak coming down, and God, I am clumsy as fuck today. Just knocked the laptop over, too. All right, and then we're back into the present day. Perry's sitting there. He's chained up, and they give us a couple close-ups of him, like, pulling on the chain, yeah. and then finally it pans out. We see his eyes glow red. Perry knows what's going on, and he's not going to have any of it. No. And he breaks the chain. 
breaks those chains, and he mad dash takes off. So we get we get two vampire visions. We get the running fast vision of Perry and the flying vision of Nick. I was gonna say, and I like that they went with the Puma Man style flying because he was like <laughs> wobbling all over the place. So he's not a good flyer. And so much so that even though he's flying, Perry still beats him home to because we see the doggy door flap out. He's back at home. Yeah. And we see Jody crying her eyes out for losing her dog. She's just, you know, out of it. A little yeah. drunk because she drank scotch yeah. with her teeth. A sip of scotch, yeah. And, and then we just see him growling, and we're like, oh, my God, he's going to kill Jody. Yep. Just see it. We're just doing, like, quick cuts between her eyes and his growling and, and everything. She's like, Barry, is that you? I missed you. I love you. I'm so happy you're back, but I don't know how I can keep you. And you're f- thinking, like... Her just saying, I don't think I can keep you, is like, that's going to break, you know, the straw that breaks uh, the Perry's back. Right. The, he's not going to be able to take that anymore. Well, he look, looks like it because he's snarling and he lunges at her. And yeah. then we see Nick arrive. And yeah. he's all vampired out. He's got the fucking contacts. He's got the fangs. He's got his cat eyes on, yeah. And he's <laughs> he arrives at the stoop just in time to hear, I, I forgot what I was going for. And, and he rushes in. And he sees Jody sprawled out on her couch, two little vampire bite marks yeah. on her, that fucking dog bit her yeah. delicately. So, so delicately. And she, she opens her eyes, and now she can see again. Yeah, they give us a nice Jody vision, and her yeah. focus is like coming into you know clear and everything. And then she just she looks over, and she pats Perry on the head. Good boy, Perry. She's a vampire now, and... Nick will allow that. As long as a vampire talk is a vampire handler, it's okay. Yeah. Even though it wasn't okay for him. Yeah. But, yeah, so she, you know, he, he lets her live. They go back. Uh, we just cut over the commercial break. We cut back over to the police headquarters. And they've we've got all, like, the reoccurring characters. We've got Tracy. we got the medical lady there. Natalie. Natalie. we got Captain Joe. And they're just like, you know, Captain Joe's like, yeah, Jody was my best my best eyes in the sky, and she couldn't even see shit. She was the greatest, but she quit today. She yeah. said she's going to move across the country and be with her family or something. Well, she's going to move to the U.S. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah. And like, and Tracy's like, thank God I don't have to fucking see her anymore. Right. <laughs> I know. see. That's that's uh, fun wordplay you just got there. Uh, yeah, don't have to see her anymore. It's amazing. And Natalie looks up at, uh, at uh, Nick because it's like, he, she, she obviously knows about the vampires and everything. She's yeah. like, what did you do to this woman? Did you did you do something to her? And he's like, I took care of it. And then we cut to, you know, a nice... Some cityscape somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. We'll say Chicago. And we see her with Perry, and there she's all vamp. She's, gonna, she's, she's ready to murder people now. She's, like, all in on the vampire shit. I, uh, I'm going to give her a pass. You know what I think she's doing? I think she's finding all of the friends who abandoned her when they were like, ew, you're crippled. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. And yeah. her and Perry are going to fuck them up. I think they're going to give them multiple sclerosis. Okay. One bad deed deserves another. So Can she... vampires do that? Can you give someone multiple sclerosis? I think you can. I think okay. you can. Well, then I kind of understand why they were scared of her now. Yeah. Oh. Like so, COVID, you wear a mask? I think it is like COVID. I think she just leans over them and breathes People, in their mouth. People, get your MS vaccine. <laughs> Please get your MS right. vaccine. Wow, Griff, what a great way to start off Schlocktober. It's amazing. It's a fun way. But that's not... We're going to... Griff, 
We're going to start Wednesday for the, the official power. This is Tippy Tap. This is the power episode Wednesday. And Griff, I feel a need for sleaze. And there's nobody sleazier than my man, David Hess. So we're going to do, and everyone's getting excited right now going, last house on the left, last house on the No. We're doing the house on the next street over. This is the house on the edge of the park. This is a sleazier version of Last House on the Left, <laughs> if that's even possible. It's Italian, Griff, so you know there's sleaze. Jeez, I've been watching so many Italian films. All right, let's do this. So this is you're going to get the full, because we take get, we get a taste of Hess, like a taste of Steve, James. Mm-hmm, we get mm-hmm. a taste of Hess with Swamp Thing. You're going to get full-on Steve, Steve, David Hess sleaze. It's it's a, a hors d'oeuvre of Hess. That doesn't yeah. work as well. Side of Hess. A side of Hess. Oh, I, that works really well. Uh, so tune in Wednesday, October officially kick. Well, it's kicking off today, but you know what I mean. See you next time, and keep it spooky.